Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. We're starting a new series today on the Holy Spirit. You know, we're a newer church here. We've been open for seven, seven months or so. And uh, we opened up in the fall, and uh, the Lord's doing just awesome things. And I've had pastors and people tell me, hey, stick with easy subjects, you know, how to, how to make friends and, you know, uh, how, to, how to love God, how to be delivered from, you know, this or whatever, and how to come to Jesus and stuff. And that's all, I'm like, yeah, I'm all for it. That's actually easier, right? But as I was just praying this year, the Lord laid out a few subjects, and one of them was, I really uh, sensed in my heart that the Lord was like, why don't you teach on the Holy Spirit? I'm like, yeah, that'd be a good series in a couple years, Lord, as we, as we, Lord's like, why don't you teach on it right now? Teach on the Holy Spirit, <laughs> like an excitement. And all of a sudden, what happens? An excitement came up in my heart because the Bible says in the book of Philippians that it's God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Yesterday, I was playing some basketball with my out in the out in the street with my one of my sons, and he he's much better than me. I'll, I'll say that because I think he's here. Okay, he's much better than me at basketball. I'm just kidding. He's good, and uh, and he'll. But I, but I thought I want I need an advantage on him, so I'm going to play horse. I said, Hey, you want to play some horse? And I got a got a like a, I got an H on him and an O on him, and and I was I was up a little bit, and you know, so I started like I'm I'm still the man a little bit. Okay, <laughs> to him. And then, then he says, Dad, you know, you think you could beat me? I said, man, I still think I get a little bit in me, okay, you know. And then he started doing these trick shots, you know. He's coming up between the legs, and I mean, he came around, and he jumped up and put it through the legs and made a layup. He said, all right, Dad. And I said, man. <laughs> he, he went beyond my ability. I said, I'm not going to jump up, put it between the legs, and put it up. I'm going to put it between the legs, going to stick between my knees, and I'm going to trip, right? But uh, can I tell you, he was, trying, he was trying to go a little bit farther than me, and, you know, he ended up beating me, okay? He ended up beating me. But that's how sometimes when we talk about things like the Holy Spirit, we're not just talking about, hey, check out what all these tricks and check out all these different things and all this kind of stuff. Because I can tell you, the Holy Spirit, in fact, open in your Bibles, look up on the screens in Acts chapter 19. The Holy Spirit, I think, in the church has got a bad rap sometimes. I think he's got a bad rap. Someone starts talking about the Holy Spirit, you know, and they say, oh, don't talk about, you know, people that start talking about the Holy Spirit, you know them. They're just a little, a little bit tilt, a little bit off. Or if we start talking about the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, I'm going to have to start wearing too much makeup, right, or none at all, right? I think he got a bad rap sometimes because we're in the old King James Version. Talk about the Holy Ghost. You say the ghost, and you say, I don't know about you, but I try to get ghosts away from me. I'm not inviting ghosts into my house, right? And so sometimes people don't know what to do with the subject of the Holy Spirit. Well, you see here in the book of Acts, chapter 19, what what happened is if you look in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, these were the Gospels that told about the life of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus. It told about the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, and they're the Gospels all about Jesus' ministry and what he came here to do to provide for us. Then the book of Acts is the next book, and that's the book that's really the very first church. It's the history of the very first church in the Bible after Jesus came. 
here to earth, okay? And right at the beginning of the book of Acts, Jesus told them to wait for the promise of the Spirit. Like, hey guys, it's really important that you wait for the promise of the Spirit before you start the church. You need the Holy Spirit to start the church, okay? And so what he did was he poured out his Spirit right at the beginning of the book of Acts. Well, 19 chapters later, this is over 20 years later, since he poured out his spirit, over 20 years later, sometimes people think he poured out his spirit right there in Acts chapter 2, but now, no, 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 this is over 20 years later, Paul's trotting down the road, and it says here that, that uh, Apollos was over in Corinth, that's where we get the, the Corinthian books, he says, but Paul took the road on the interior road, and he arrived at Ephesus, that's where we get the book of Ephesians. And he said here that there he found some disciples. These were saved people. These were believers. He found some disciples. This is 20 years after the Holy Spirit was poured out. And he asked these disciples, he said, hey, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they answered and said, no, we haven't even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. You know, I think that's funny because you think, I thought they were disciples. I thought they were saved. I thought they were believers. They hadn't even heard there was a Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit had already been poured out. You just assume that everyone has heard about the Holy Spirit, but that's still how it is today. You know, we in the church live and we sing songs like, you know, um, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And we know that the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. And we kind of know what to do with the Father. He's Father God. You know, we talk about the importance of seeing him as our Father who loves us and he sent his only Son. We talk about Jesus, our Savior. Oh, we worship Jesus. We love you, Jesus. And then you say the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we invite the Holy Spirit. But if you ask some people what, what the Holy Spirit is, they'd say, well, it's a mist or it's a feeling or it's an energy some people describe it energy it's 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 something it's a representation of god and they'll they'll describe really not theologically or 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 not biblically descriptions of the holy spirit but more of a what their sensation was or what their experience was their theology is built on experience or sensation and um as we're starting this series let me just tell you, I know that y'all came from, you know, if I just had you raise your hands, y'all came from different churches. Some came from Baptist churches, Southern Baptist churches, um, from uh, charismatic churches, from uh, Pentecostal churches, just from, I mean, Christ, you know, Christ church. There's all kind of churches. People come and ask, what are you? What do you believe? What are you? And I say, I'm a follower of Jesus, okay? Don't box me in. Because <laughs> you notice people want to box you in, right? As we're going into this series, let me tell you, don't believe me. And don't believe the place you came from. Don't believe what you've always believed. Don't believe what your friend told you about the Holy Spirit. But come back and believe the Bible. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is well capable of introducing himself. We'll say to people that sometimes we come up to them and we'll say, I'll, they'll say, hi, my name is this, my name is this. And they'll say, oh, you know, or, or I'll say, your reputation precedes you. In other words, I already know you and, and you're well able to introduce yourself. Can I tell you, God is well able to represent himself. And I believe that in this series, we're gonna, it's a five-week series. I believe that in this series that we're going to get to know the, Holy, the person of the Holy Spirit unlike we ever have or in a different way than we ever have, in a more meaningful way. Not in a weird way, in a scriptural way, but in a deep way. 
in our lives. So if there was ever a series that I would say, would you commit for five weeks to come be a part of this? Would you commit for five weeks to bring your Bible, to open up your heart, and to watch what God will do in your life? It'll be this one. And another thing I want to say is, let's lay aside all those misconceptions or all those perceptions, and let's come with a blank page. Let's come with open hearts and watch what God will do. I promise you, I'm not some weird off-the-wall cult or something. I'm not going to teach you some some stuff that's going to, you know, I'm going to teach you from the Bible and go over the Bible. And if the scripture doesn't say it, if we don't see it in the Bible, then I'm, then I'm just going to move on to find it in the Bible. Okay? Can somebody agree with me today? So let's open our hearts today in this first teaching and say, God, I open my heart to understand and to know the Holy Spirit in a deeper way. In Jesus' name, amen. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? You know, sometimes we'll hear people that'll say, and I said it earlier, watch out for those people who talk about the Holy Spirit. They're just a little bit, you know, different. We know the Father, we know the Son, and we know the Holy Spirit. But point number one is this. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit isn't a representation of God. He's not a God junior. The Holy Spirit is God. So when you say, watch out for those people who talk about the Holy Spirit, you're saying, watch out for those people who are talking about God. The Holy Spirit is God. Now, uh, his name, Holy Spirit, I think this is where sometimes the confusion, you know, a little bit of it can come in. His name, Holy Spirit. Do you know Holy Spirit's not his name? The Holy Spirit's not his name. Uh, the Holy Spirit is a description of his role. Just like we say, God the Father. The fa Father is not his name. It's a description of who he is. God the Son the Son is not his name. My name is Son. No, his name's Jesus, right? His name is Jesus. But it's God the Son. That's a description of who he is. Holy Spirit isn't his name. And we don't really know his name. You know, what's, it would almost be easier if his name was John or something, you know. We could say Father, Son, and, you know, Jesus, God, and John. But no, it's Holy Spirit. It's a description of who he is. So sometimes we get, you know, we can get a little bit uh, confused by that. But there are three functions that in the Father, the function of the Father, the function of the Son, and the function of the Holy Spirit. If there's anyone who would know the function and, and who the Holy Spirit is, I think it would be Jesus. Can we all agree with that? If there's anyone who could describe God, the Holy Spirit, I think it would be Jesus. And in the book of John, chapter 14, 15, and 16, Jesus introduced and said, hey guys, I know I've been with you, I've really enjoyed this place, but I'm about to leave. And he said, and, and he said but let me tell you, in John 14, 15, 16, I want to tell you, you got to get this, because I'm about to leave, but I'm not going to leave you empty. I'm not going to leave you lonely. You have to get the Holy Spirit. Okay? Then in John 17, he began to pray for himself. He prayed for his disciples, and he prayed for the church. He prayed for people. Then in chapter 18, he got betrayed and started going to the cross. So this was really like a last subject that he's talking about to people. He's saying, you got to get the Holy Spirit. In other words, it's not an ancillary. It's not a sideline topic. It's a central topic for the church. If you look in John chapter, um, John chapter 14, and we're going to read what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. Again, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, Jesus is setting up to leave, and he's, he's telling them what they need. John chapter 14 and verse 16, it says this. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he 
may abide with you forever. Now, I want us to do something right now. I want you to, we're going to read this again, and I want you to identify the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit according to when I read this. Okay, listen to this. And I, who is that? Father, Son, or Holy Spirit? Son. Just say it out. Son. Okay, ready? And I will pray the Father, right? And he will give you another helper, and he, that he may abide with you forever, right? So you see in that one verse right there, you see Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They're, they're team, they're one, they're all working together. Notice the Trinity. The Son asked the Father to give the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying this, even though I won't be with you because I'm about to leave, God's not going to. God's still going to be with you. I'm not going to be with you, but God's still going to be with you. You won't be without God. Sometimes we say, wouldn't it be so nice to have Jesus walking with us? And Jesus actually says, uh, no, the Holy Spirit was sent. You have God with you just as much as Jesus was God and he was with you. You have the Holy Spirit. He's God and he's with you. But if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to walk with us and to be in us and to work with us and, to, and we don't listen to him, then we really aren't walking with God any more than people back in the Bible days who weren't walking with Jesus wasn't walking with God. So Jesus says, again, he says, you won't be without God. Uh, so, what, so let me ask you this. What's the Holy Spirit like? Well, the Holy Spirit's like Jesus. And let me tell you why. He said, I'm going to send you another helper. Jesus obviously saw himself as a helper. So he said, I'm about to leave, but I'm going to send you someone like me, and he's going to uh, step in and take my place. Jesus must have seen himself as a helper. helper. Uh, So say this out loud one more time as I read John chapter 15. John chapter 15 and verse 26. Let's say if it's Father, Son, or Holy Spirit. But when the helper whom I shall send to you from the Father the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. He will testify of me. Do you see the Holy Spirit, the Father, and the Son all working together? And sometimes, you know, we want to talk about God, the Father, and God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We really don't know what to do with But watch this. The Holy, as Jesus is talking, he's saying, don't you understand? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And you want to know what the Holy Spirit's like? He's another helper. He's like me. See, when we receive the Holy Spirit, we're receiving God into our lives on a day-to-day basis. Notice the cooperation, the cooperation of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Again, the Holy Spirit is God. He's not God Jr. The three persons... Uh, in, in the example here that are working all together, I'm going to give you a couple more examples. Number one is this in the baptism of the Spirit. Remember when Jesus went and he got baptized? The Bible says that Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit descended on him, and the Father's voice came from heaven and said, you're my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. That's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all cooperating together, working together. The Spirit came down on the Son while the Father was giving the Son an endorsement. See, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit work together. You can't reject the Holy Spirit and say, I I keep Jesus. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit cooperate. They work together, okay? They work together. Also, the Great Commission. 
Remember Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of, say it, the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and there's many more scriptures that you see the Trinity. You see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working together. So let me ask you this question. Look at me for a moment. Let me ask you this question. Right now, where is Jesus? He's at the right hand of the Father. Then where is the Father? He's at the left hand of Jesus, right? <laughs> right? Where is the Holy Spirit? Here. So who would we cooperate with and work with more than anyone in the Godhead, so to speak. The Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is, if we want to know God, we have to know the Holy Spirit. Before Jesus left, he said, guys, I know you're sad. I know you're grieved right now. I know you're going through stuff, but don't worry about it. It's even better that I'm going to go because I'm going to send you like God, the Holy Spirit, and he's going to be with you and he's going to be in you. See, I could just walk with you like Jesus had to sleep at night when he was on the earth. When Jesus was in a conversation with Peter, right, and James is over there and he needed some help, James would have to wait till his conversation with Peter was done, right? But the Holy Spirit, it's even better because the Holy Spirit can talk to James and Peter at the same time. You don't have to wait till Jesus wakes up to get some help. You can, in the middle of the night, call out and say, Holy Spirit, I don't know what to do, and I need your help. Someone, someone might say, oh, oh, you, Holy Spirit, that sounds kind of weird to me. Hey, come in with a blank page. Listen, Jesus is the one who came up or who introduced the Holy Spirit to us. In verse 14, in verse 14, or let me uh, use this example. Sometimes... Especially when kids are really small, you know, um, infants all the way up to maybe preteens right in there. You always want to make, we grew up, uh, especially if you have active kids, right? And I know that we grew up, uh, we would raise our kids and Tiffany would say, hey, I got to go to the store. When are you going to be home from work? And I said, well, baby, just leave. She says, uh, well, well, I can't because such and such came home from school and we need to make sure to... And I make sure that if she leaves, that I'm there and that we're both, you know, we're a parent. And by the way, parents, you don't babysit. Babysitters, you know, right? You're parents. You're not babysitters, right? You're parents. And so what will happen is we make sure that if she's not there for the kids, then I'm there for the kids. And if I'm not there for the kids, then she's not probably a relative will be there for the kids. And someone or someone we know that's very close for the family will be there. But they make sure that the kids are taken care of. Jesus, it's kind of like he was saying to them, look it, I'm going to take off, but don't worry. I got someone better to fill in the job. Now you think, how could you be better than Jesus? How can you be better? I didn't come up with the better. Jesus did. He said, it's to your advantage that I go. It's to your advantage that I go. The Holy Spirit, and here's why I believe it's to our advantage. Look at John chapter 14, verse 17. Jesus said, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. Listen to this. But you know him. Say, you know him. For he dwells with you. Say, dwells with you. And say, will be in you. So listen, this is why I believe the Holy Spirit, it's better to have the Holy Spirit, because he's not only with us, 
but he's in us, and also he dwells with us. Jesus had to take off and go prepare a place for us. But he said the Holy Spirit's not going to take off. The Holy Spirit's going to be right there for you, and he's going to be with you, and he's going to be in you. You know him. He dwells with you. He's in you. And then he goes on and he says, uh, the spirit of truth, he actually says right at the beginning of the verse, the spirit of truth uh, whom the world cannot receive. Notice who dwells with you and who's in you. Truth is with you. Truth. Sometimes when you come uh, and you're in conversations with people or you're facing a, a, a situation and you don't really know what's truth or not, but on the inside, God, the Holy Spirit lives inside. Truth lives inside of you. And sometimes you can just be in the middle of a situation and you just know what's right. It says in the book of 1 John chapter 2, he says, but the, the anointing that lives inside of you is true and is not a lie in verse 20. And then he says in verse 27, and the same anointing which dwells in you, he says he'll teach you all things. You don't need that people would teach you. It's not that you don't have teachers, but he's saying whenever you're faced with a situation, you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. If you're born again, the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you, and He'll coach you, He'll help you, He'll teach you. Every single day, I'm faced with a situation that I can't Google. Every single day, I'm faced with a situation that I don't have someone that I can call and ask for the answer because they've never, I don't know if I trust them, I don't know if they've ever been through it before, I don't know if I want to bear my heart right there. But every single day, I stop and I ask God for wisdom. I say, Holy Spirit, I'm not really sure what to do about this situation. Can you help me? And you know what will happen? It's not like he goes, glad you asked. Here's what you're going to do. No, a lot of times it just comes in a thought. It just comes in a sense. It just comes in a knowing on the inside. But I know it's God because I didn't have that thought, and I've been thinking about that thing for a couple days. And all of a sudden when I prayed and I asked God, it's almost like God saying, why wouldn't you just go to me all the time? I'm here to help you. I'm here to lead you. I'm here to guide you all the time. So the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth lives inside of you. Romans chapter 8 verse 16 says the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God, bears witness with our spirit. You know, if you go into court, they ask, what's your opinion? What do you think? But then they say, do you have a witness? And the witness validates the testimony. Sometimes we think we know the right thing, but we don't have a witness on the inside right? And on the inside, uh, you know, uh, in fact, I've had to tell people sometimes, I think that's the right thing, but I don't have a witness. Can I get a witness? Right? <laughs> what he's saying is, can someone agree with me? But I can tell you, down on the inside, we're facing with a situation, and we need a witness of the Holy Spirit. We need the witness to testify, that's the right way. That's true. You got the green light on the inside. Someone says, how do you know? I just know. How do you know you're saved? I know I'm saved. Why? Because the Bible says it, but also I have a witness on the inside. The Spirit bears witness with my, with my spirit that I'm a child of God. Well, the Spirit also bears witness with my spirit about all kinds of thing in life, things in life. If I'll just stop and I'll ask the Holy Spirit for his help. How do you do that? You, how do you ask someone who knows, how do you ask a plumber how to fix a sink? You say, how do you do this? You ask the Holy Spirit. God with us. He lives inside of us. He's with us. You can read things in the Bible and wonder if they relate to your situation. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit. And then in chapter 16, John, we read out of John 14, out of John 15 from Jesus. And then John 16, Jesus said, John 16, 14, he said, He, and who's he? 
the Holy Spirit, will glorify me, who's that? The Son. For he will take of what is mine and, wait, you're getting a little, you're failing this test. (laughs) Help me out here. Okay, ready? Let's read it again. He, Holy Spirit, will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I say to you, he will take of what is mine and declare it to you, right? So there's four people that's in this transaction. You, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Over and over and over, Jesus is trying to show you how God works. And he's trying to say, I'm about to go up and upstairs and sit with the Father, but I'm leaving you the Holy Spirit, and he's going to take care of you. So we can't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's God. We can't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. Whatever your conceptions are, misconceptions are, just, 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 just let them go. And open up, open, let's open our hearts to the Holy Spirit. Someone say amen. Uh, he says here, he will glorify me. He will take what is mine and he'll give it to you. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. What is glorify? It means it renders honor to Jesus. When the Holy Spirit speaks, the Holy Spirit isn't speaking about himself. You don't hear the Holy Spirit saying, uh, hey, Holy Spirit is great. No, the Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. When the Holy Spirit speaks, the, glor- the, the Holy Spirit tells you things that you need to know from Jesus and that you need to know from the Father. And he also exalts and glorifies Jesus. That's, that's how he talks. That's, so the Holy Spirit is God. Number two, the Holy Spirit is a person. Say a person. A person's a he, not an it. Why is that so important to clarify? Because you cannot have a relationship with an it. <laughs> I said, you can't have a relationship with an it. Uh, You might have a favorite chair that you sit in. You know, maybe you come home from work and you sit down in that favorite chair and you're like, oh, it's so comfortable. You don't say, he's so comfortable, right? (laughs) Right? You might have have something, a, a cup of coffee that you just say, you wake up in the morning and you go, oh, I love this coffee. And you go, oh, it's so good. You don't say, she's so good. So you don't have a relationship with an it. And so if we think the Holy Spirit is just some smoke or some mist or some fire, now he comes in the form of a dove and in the form of those things. But can I tell you, he's a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. Um, a rock is an it. A tree is an it. You don't develop a relationship with an it. If you don't see the Holy Spirit as a person, you'll never be able to develop a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit if you don't see him as a person. If you see the Holy Spirit as an it, then really you see God as an it. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's God. What defines a person? Persons have personalities. They have feelings. They have thoughts. They have desires. Jesus, when he referred to the Holy Spirit in John 14, he said, he not it will abide with you forever. John 15, he will testify of me. John 16, he will guide you in all truth. He was using a pronoun there and saying, the Holy Spirit, he, 
He's a person, just like the son's a person and the father's a person. There's many personal acts of the Holy Spirit that are mentioned in the Bible that only a person can perform. I'm going to read you nine of them really quick. Number one is the Holy Spirit speaks. He says, listen what the Holy Spirit says to the church in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 7. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Only a person can do that. Romans chapter 8 verse 26, and he also says the Holy Spirit prays for us. Romans 8, 26. He says the Holy Spirit teaches us in John 14, 26. He says the Holy Spirit testifies of the Lord in John 15, 26. The Holy Spirit guides us in John 16, 13. The Holy Spirit commands people in the book of Acts, chapter 16, 6 and 7. The Holy Spirit calls people in the book of Acts, chapter 13, verse 2. The Holy Spirit comforts believers in Acts, chapter 9, verse 31. How do you get to know the Holy Spirit if the Holy Spirit's a person? Well, how do you get to know a person? How do you get to know if you meet a new person? How do you get to know them? Can I tell you, and this is one of the biggest things that I believe the enemy will do, don't make it too complicated. The Holy Spirit is a person and he loves you and he wants you to have a relationship with him. If you just ask, he'll open the door right wide. He's waiting to have a conversation with you. He's waiting for you to get to know uh, him. And when you get to know him, you'll get to know the Father. And when you get to know him, you'll get to know the Savior. And when you get to know him, you'll get to know yourself. Having a personal relationship with Jesus is vital for our Christian lives. Don't make it complicated. Spend time with him and listen to him. Listen to him. Does the Holy Spirit speak? And the simple answer of it is yes. Two primary ways that he does speak. Number one is he speaks through his word. The Bible says that all scripture was given by God, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It was written through men, but the Holy Spirit inspired it. So the number one place that you can find, by, you can hear from God is to crack open the Bible and start reading it. That's why here at Memphis Tabernacle, we read our Bibles every day. Say it. I read my Bible every day. You say, but I'm lying. Say it by faith. <laughs> I read my Bible every day. I didn't say how much to read. But can I tell you, even if you read two verses, you got God's word, the God, the breathed word of God down inside of your heart. If you don't have a Bible, you can go get a free Bible out there. If you don't know what to read, we have free bookmarks out there that you can go grab a bookmark and we have a Bible reading plan. Just start with one chapter in the New Testament. We read our Bibles through, though, every year. And so it's good to get God's word in your hearts. Uh, if you met someone new and you knew they had some notoriety or something, sometimes you Google them, you check them out. You, you want to make sure where they came from. You want to know, is there any news on them? What's the scoop on them? Or if they had a biography, you'd probably read the biography because you wanted to know more about them. Can I tell you, if we want to know the Holy Spirit, if we want to know God more, we have to read his word. We can't set the Bible aside. And number two, Jesus said in John chapter 10, he says, my sheep hear my voice. Five different times he referenced hearing the voice of the Lord. My sheep hear my voice. The, the word of God and the voice of God are two ways that we can understand and come close to the Holy Spirit. So, number one, he is God. Say it. He is God. Number two, he is a person. Say he's a person. And then number three, he's a helper. He's a helper. Do you ever have a day where you just need some help? Man, you may feel great all week long and you just wake up one morning, you say, <laughs> you look in the mirror, you say, brother needs some help this morning. Sister needs some help this morning. I need some help today. Well, we have a helper. 
You ever feel like you just don't want to be alone in the day? You just, I just don't want to be by myself all day. Can I tell you, you'll never have to be alone and you'll never go without help if you'll have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. In uh, Jesus was saying in John chapter 16, he says, I know sorrow has filled your heart. John 16, uh, 7, he says, nevertheless, I tell you, truth tell you the truth it is to your advantage that i go away for if i don't go away the helper say the helper will not come to you but if i depart i will send the helper to you so it's to your advantage that i go away it's better to have him in you than me with you Jesus is saying it's better for you to have the holy spirit in you than for me to be with you and can i tell you jesus does not lie so if he said that, he's not just trying to pat him on the back and saying, I think this will make him feel better. No, he's saying it really is better that I go because the Holy Spirit will stay with you. He'll be in you. He'll be with you. He'll help you in everything. And he'll abide you with you forever. The Holy Spirit's available 24-7. Jesus had to sleep. You had to wait on Jesus for a conversation, but the Holy Spirit's there all the time. And then in verse uh, chapter 14, verse 26, I just want to touch on this word helper for a moment. Chapter 14, verse 26, it says the helper. Can you say the Greek word parakletos? That's like, that's like a southern Greek. Say it, parakletos. Sounds like Cletus, right? Yeah. So that's a compound word of two different Greek words. And what is it? Well, para, like parallel. What does parallel mean? It means to come alongside. So he's saying that I'm going to send a helper who's going to come right, right alongside of you. Listen, and kletos means he's been commissioned, he's been called to be right with you. He says, I'm going to send a comforter, a parakletos, and uh, at one side to call her some to come alongside to give aid, a comforter. It was actually used in a court of justice to, do, to denote a legal assistant or a counsel for the defense or an advocate. Jesus used this word parakletos four different times between John 14 and John 16. He used it twice in 14, once in 15, once in 16. When you're working alone, sometimes you just need some help. I know that sometimes, you know, I'll work long days. I love to work. I just love to work. My, my, my father gave me a good work ethic, ethic and the people that were around um, all my life that I've always served under, I've always loved to work. And, but sometimes I'll get into the day and I just hit a wall. And I just say, I can't even think, I can't even write, I can't even. And what I used to do, there was a guy uh, that I worked with back in Southern California and uh, he, 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 I would always ask him, hey, could you come in my office for a moment and just sit down and help me talk through this? I said, because I kind of hit a wall. He'll say, sure. And I'll say, okay, just hang on just for one second. And I'd go, okay. Uh, and I'd start typing and I'd say, no, 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 such and such. And then this, and then he'd go, yep, yep, this, yeah. 15 minutes later, he'd go, hey, David, uh, do you need me here? I say, you're helping me. Believe me, you're helping me. Just sitting there, it helps me to think. He says, well, okay, uh, you know, uh, I'm not sure how it helps, but if it helps you just to be there. How many of you know sometimes you just want someone that's there with you? You don't even need them to talk. In fact, if they talk, you might say, I'm good, <laughs> you can go. <laughs> sometimes you just want somebody to help you. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit would be a helper. He would be there with you at all times, whenever you need some help. The best way I know to how to describe it is this. You don't ever have to be alone. The Holy Spirit's available 24-7. And then he says a comforter, a comforter. 
Also translated a comforter. Uh, I know at home we'll have a big comforter, you know, one of those big comforters. And sometimes my wife, you know, on a cold day would come and grab that comforter and sit on the couch and put it over here and wrap herself up. What is that, what is that thing called that, that's like a hoodie? What's that? A Snuggie. I was, I was looking to try to order myself a Snuggie, and I thought, I think it would be like a half-shirt Snuggie. <laughs> I'm not sure that thing will fit me. But you see the Snuggie, and you say, oh, look at that. It's, it makes you just feel all warm and cozy, right? But that's what the Holy Spirit is. He's a comforter. He's someone that says, I'm going to wrap myself around you. I'm going to be with you. I'm just going to let you know on a hard day that everything is going to be all right. He'll teach you all things, he also says in verse 26. The Holy Spirit knows how to fix a sink. He knows how to get a car started. He knows what the right, ne the right next step is for your job. He knows what church you're supposed to be at, what friends you need. He knows how to break through the walls of that hard heart of a relationship. Every day there's something I need help on, and I ask the Holy Spirit. There's something that I want you to know today. The Holy Spirit loves you, and he wants to be close friends with you. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, let me just read it to you. It says, he who's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Listen, he who's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. The Holy Spirit, if you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, lives on the inside of you. And the Bible says that you're one spirit with him. He's not just a roommate in a room. He shares hearts with you. He shares hearts with you. He shares your heart with you. And when your heart's hurting, his heart's hurting. And when your heart needs some answers, his, hearts will give you, his heart will give you some. You're one spirit with the Lord. Proverbs 18, 24 says, he who has friends must show himself friendly. Can I tell you, the Holy Spirit's in you, he's with you, but you gotta be a friend. You gotta open up, you gotta have conversation. You have to listen. You say, I don't know where to start. Start somewhere. Just start. There's not a wrong way to start as long as you're sincere, as long as you're open. And the last scripture I wanna read today Look at this closely. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. Very last verse. The very last verse that was written to the Corinth church. Listen to how Paul leaves them. He says, the amazing grace of the master, Jesus Christ. The extravagant love of God, the Father. Listen, and the intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. My mind can't even comprehend being a friend with God. But my heart can. And if he says the intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit be with all of you. The Holy Spirit wants to have intimate friendship with us. The Holy Spirit is a gift to us. He's a friend to us. <laughs> He's God. And would you just, if you feel comfortable, just opening up your hands to the Lord. Just opening up your hands and say, Holy Spirit, I receive you today. Say, Jesus, you're my Lord and my Savior. Would you say it out loud? Jesus, you're my Lord and my Savior. I thank you for forgiving me from all of my sins. I thank you for eternal life. Father, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for loving me as your sons and daughter. And Holy Spirit, I open my life to you today. Speak to me this week through your word, through your voice. I give you attention. Help me. Help me to understand you. Help me to understand how to be close to you. And help me to understand how to please God.
Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.